Welcome to Aim Higher, a show designed to help us realize the leadership potential inside of all of us. I'm Skip Pritchard, CEO, author, blogger, student of success, and your host. Today, we're talking about the leadership power of gratitude. And I'm not talking about the personal research about gratitude, but we know that gratitude does an amazing amount of things from reducing depression, increasing your chances of promotions, improving your self-esteem, increasing your energy. It even decreases your blood pressure, increases your immune system, which is great during COVID days. It makes you have deeper friendships and increased your productivity. It makes you, well, it makes you more likable, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the leadership power of gratitude. And I remember many years ago, I was on a team working on a major project for many months, and every individual on this team was expected to do the regular day job and then also work on this massive initiative on the side at night, on the weekends, constantly working all of the time. It also made you travel. They made you travel worldwide constantly to get this done. And the entire team finished. It culminated in this massive presentation at company headquarters. Visiting executives came in and they're positioned in the conference room. They're listening to the findings, the sweeping things that we found and the amazing conclusions. And in fact, they really didn't have anything negative set to say. It was impressive. The team had done an amazing job. And that was clear because the people in the room, the executives, immediately adopted every single one of the suggestions and they said nothing. I mean, they said nothing. What happened was basically we went back to our regular day jobs and all of that extra work really didn't get recognized. We didn't have this big celebratory dinner that we had imagined. We imagined flowing wine and fantastic steak and amazing sea bass, but instead we got nothing. It just didn't happen. We just were expected to fade back into our daily activities that consumed us all before it started. And it was an incredible moment for me to recognize that senior management did not recognize the team. It would not have taken very much. In fact, what I think they were saying, if you could have interviewed them, was that's what we paid them for. That's why they get their paychecks. Or maybe they're under so much stress on their own lives that they really didn't even think about it. And having served now as a senior leader and CEO for many years myself, I'm really conscious of this. And I think somebody told me years ago that if you express gratitude and compliment someone five times more than you normally would, it is still not enough. And so I ask myself all the time, am I guilty of the same behavior that I witnessed in that room that many years ago. And I'm certain that there are times that people feel that way because I too am rushed or stressed or thinking about something else or onto the next thing. But I constantly try to catch myself and say, am I expressing gratitude in the way that I should? Because gratitude does amazing things for teams. And so to talk about this leadership power of gratitude, I'm very grateful for this incredible panel who is assembled here Drew Bordis, who is representing operations, business, management, logic, 
analytics. We're grateful for you to be here today. I am grateful to be here as well. And we also have Tammy Spade. Tammy represents people and places and purpose. In other words, she really is very well-rounded and has a lot of experience in helping people. And she is someone who expresses gratitude quite a bit. And we also have Elise Wampler. Elise is a people development specialist. She really studies leadership development, helping teams, and helping get the best out of organizations. So welcome, panel. Are you excited to be here? Are you grateful? Are you as grateful to be here as I'm grateful to have you here? Very grateful. So excited and grateful. I'm grateful to be in the office again. How sick is that? It is not sick. It's <laughs> it's very good. To see people even socially distanced every now and then is such a great, great benefit. Well, let's talk about gratitude. And I just want to start with the basics of gratitude. And I'm thinking about that room that I was in all those years ago it, indelibly left a mark on me, obviously. It's something that really meant a lot. I mean, this was actually about two years of work with this team, flying around the globe, doing your regular job, no extra money, no bonuses, no nothing other than, I guess, a stretch assignment. I mean, I learned a lot from it. I learned a tremendous amount about global work, about cultures. I was grateful for the experience. But I did have to think about the way that the team was treated. I mean, not to say that I needed it because I, you know, I can say, well, I really didn't care if they said anything or not. But I think we all were looking for, well, I was looking for a steak, to be honest. Like, come on, <laughs> there's a dinner. <laughs> and oh, I, I should say in the story that really what makes it particularly strange, I'll use the word strange, is that they went out and had the steak dinner with the flowing wine. Right. I mean, they had the, and we were the ones who did the work. Right. So Elise's face tells it all. Right. Like, that that's is, not right. That's brutal. It's not right. No. It's not right. Now, I will say that I took the team to the same place. So that's why we saw them. But I still think it was unusual. And I did something that I would only do, which was I filled out the expense report and coded it to bill to them instead of to me. But that was just my way of getting back. What do you make of that? How do you, was I overreacting to think about that so many years ago? I'd be grateful if you didn't say I was. It's amazing what a simple thank you does for people, um, especially when it comes to the workplace. Just having that moment to look someone in the eyes and say, thank you, I appreciate you. That gives them drive to move forward. Whether it's a steak dinner that follows or something, at least the words thank you have so much meaning to people. And I think you can do that even if it is their job, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Like the the whole, hey, that's what we're paying them for. Because, I mean, that's a legitimate argument sometimes. Not, not to the extreme you were talking. But, I mean, you know, when people want to celebrate the end of projects, it's like, well, some people's job is projects. So do we give them bonuses every time or not or whatever, right? So it doesn't have to be monetary. But even if it's part of their job. You can tell people, thank you. I appreciate that. Gosh, that really came off nicely. That fulfilled all our goals plus some. Great work. I mean, that's that's easy. It's easy to do and people don't do it. Yeah, and I think one of the powers of the type of thank you that Drew just mentioned is that you're focusing on not only the performance but the people. So there's a behavioral element to it. And if you think about that example you shared, Skip, if they had provided some type of thank you, the relationship would have been strengthened. But as it was, would you be likely to put yourself out for those individuals again? Would you be likely to take risks, be creative, 
probably not. Strengthen, strengthening relationships, I think, is a very, very important side benefit of gratefulness. It is a great side benefit. Why, as we get to Thanksgiving, am I thinking about side dishes when you're talking about side <laughs> benefits? So I'm picturing Sweet gratitude as the, main, as the main course and then, you know, little side benefits over here of cranberries. But thinking about gratitude and people and I'm thinking about them, I've seen some people who are always expressing gratitude. They're always talking about something that somebody did for them, et cetera. Does this come more naturally to some people than others? Do you think this is an innate trait? Is it something they grew up with learning? It's interesting because I can see some members of the same family where some are consistently handwriting. I love the handwritten thank you note. I write about it a lot. Some people consistently, you know, there comes in the note. I think about just weeks ago, we have these wonderful little boys that live next to us and don't have many children in the neighborhood. And we brought them over. My wife brought them a, a huge amount of candy and homemade goods for Halloween because nobody's trick-or-treating there because of COVID, I think. And I was amazed. Each one of these little kids wrote personal handwritten thank you notes. Love that. Wow. I mean, maybe they're taught that, but you can see it. These kids express that. It's just beautiful to see. But you'll see some and some families do some don't. Is this trained? Is this born? What do you think about gratitude? I'm thinking about leaders. Is this something that starts young or is this just a personality trait? What do you think? I think you can learn gratitude at any age, um, especially as you're, as you're thinking of handwritten thank you notes. I go back to my family situation where my sisters and my mom are phenomenal at handwritten thank you notes. Me, on the other hand, I have to really think about it and be intentional about it. It doesn't come as natural. But passing a leader in the hallway or passing a coworker in the hallway when we're not in a COVID situation, the simple thank you is much more top of mind. So I, I do think that it's something that leaders can adopt later on if they didn't learn it when they were younger. They just have to be intentional about it and thoughtful about it. Or they can say, I said thank you, you just couldn't understand me through the mask. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. Well, and I think when you do it, you know, you're good about the handwritten note and you do it, you you apply it to business. There's a few leaders out there that do that, that it really makes an impact to people. I've had numerous people um, in my part of the organization come up to me and say, do you know Skip sent me a note for that thing I did? I didn't even know he was aware of it. That was awesome. Like it's, it really matters. It does. I think of Doug Conan. He taught this many years, past CEO of Campbell's Soup, and he was notorious. He wrote thousands, tens of thousands of thank you notes. I'm not sure how his hand is these days now that he's retired from that and runs the Conan Leadership Center, but it was amazing. I think if I could just write one a day, he could write them all day long. I do think it means a lot more to me when you're writing a actual note, but even the text, even sending the email, it still matters a lot, I think, for people to see that gratitude and that you took the time. But that's difficult. That's a difficult thing to do. So expressing gratitude, natural, does it come natural or learned behavior? You know, I think I think we teach it actively. If you've ever watched a parent with a young child, thought back when your children were younger one of the first things we teach them, if anyone gives them something, is what, what do you say? 
to Uncle Bobby. More. You say thank you. Yeah, more. <laughs> you, you do the sign for more and say thank you. Um, so I do think it's learned. I think that temperament does have something to do with just the natural ability. We hear the proverbial glass half empty, glass half full. I think some people are just more naturally glass half full people, but it is a learned skill and it's a learned skill in business like like other learned skills. And, and you need to think about it from a personal standpoint. You know, what is meaningful to that person? Because a note may be meaningful, a personal thank you may be more meaningful, giving them something may be more meaningful. So you have to think about what what is something that's going to be powerful for them. I think something that I've noticed with executives in particular around this, and you, and you had said maybe they were just too busy, stressed about other things and all that. Um, a lot of times with an executive, they're already on planning three steps ahead of whatever the accomplishment was. I've seen us do it. I've seen other people do it where they're talking as if this gigantic, massive project that everybody's working on, it's already done and behind us. Where are you, dude? Well, they're worried about the next thing. And you have to be able to be conscious of that and take time to pause and say, hold on, we just accomplished a major milestone. Like, take a break. Don't worry about three steps ahead right now. Stop. Thank the team. Just pause for a second. I think that's a great point because leaders need to be visionaries and visioning the future and living in the future in so many ways. And it's hard to be both present and in the future at the same time. It's also good if you have anchors, grateful anchors who are saying, let's let's stop. We got to remind us this. And, and some people are really good at that. And that helps a team, I think, rather than relying on each individual because we do think of things differently. I want to move to thinking about how leaders best express gratitude. What are the ways that gratitude is received better. And I wrote a little while ago a summary of what I think leadership gratitude looks like. And specifically, and that's the first one, gratitude is best when you have these elements. And the first one is specific. So oftentimes I see this where people say thank you to a large group of people. And it may be 50 people. The team that Etc. And I'm all for that. But it means little. It meant a lot to me early in my career when they expressed it specifically to me. Or I was on a trip once and the CEO pulled my wife aside and said, your husband did this, this, and this. That means a lot. It's very specific. If you praise specific individuals and actions, that moves the needle and makes people aspire to do and be that. Versus giving gratitude to a whole group. So that's the first thing I think about when I think about gratitude. How do you react as I talk about that? I think that the struggle you get into with an organization there is, well, that person didn't do it alone. And of course they didn't, right? Very little work happens alone. But when you do the specific thank you, you need to dig into the details of what, well, why are you highlighting that person? What exactly did they do that made them stand out? Did they stay up all night and nobody else did? Did they come up with a brilliant solution? Did they, and really focus on those things. And, and, and you, when you're giving that recognition, you can say part of this team that, you know, did countless things, but I really want to highlight this individual because it is super powerful. Well, and Drew, that helps with an individual's development in the workplace, too, because if you are, even when you think about feedback, right, the more specific you can be, the better, because when they know they've done a good job, that's what they're going to continue to replicate. So if you're saying thank you for that specific behavior, it's likely you're going to see that behavior again when necessary or even when it's not necessary, but to try and continue to move 
the team and the organization forward. It is a great lesson in leadership development, I think. It also has to be authentic. Yes. So a leader has to express it in an authentic way. And sometimes people will try to adopt somebody else's style and it doesn't work. I've seen leaders do it with a fist bump and it's extraordinarily effective. It would not work as well for me. Or it must also be timely. I think gratitude should be timely. Not two years later, I run into you in the hall and then I express gratitude for something you did and you think, I did what? Or you're thinking, you are really far behind on reading your reports. Another one I think that makes it really effective is unexpected. So you were talking about the note they didn't expect, but gratitude that's unexpected and all of a sudden it really makes a difference. So the example I use is newlywed couple, you send a gift, you get a thank you note, that is expected. It's sort of the rules of society, a polite society, you, you learn these things. But if someone surprises you with a thank you that's completely unexpected, that stands out. So I think that's important. And I also think it has to be sincere. It loses all power if it is not sincere. There is no sense of it at all. I'll throw in two more before I just get you to comment on these. I think it has to be duplicatable. So I think when a leader expresses gratitude, then others can duplicate that and can be great and start to share that. It kind of grows on it, especially if you say, you know, I thank you for this. And they say, it's really not me. It's the team, et cetera. That's wonderful. Would you do me a favor? I'd like you to single out somebody and you to tell me who they are and, you know, forward this along and copy them and say, thank you to them. And lastly is personalized. So individualized gratitude, skill of a refined leader, really knowing the person. I did not do this very well in my early career and I learned it. What do I mean by personalized? Some people love and relish public praise. And you go into a meeting and they say, I want to call this person out. And that's kind of my style. Well, some people are horrified by that. It makes them crazy, nervous, their blood pressure goes up, etc. So you have to know some degree of targeted gratitude, knowing what they will receive the best. And it may be pulling them aside or taking them to lunch and saying, I know that you don't want a big fanfare about this, but I want to really recognize the work you've done because it's made a meaningful difference in this organization and here's why, versus the public praise or vice versa, right? So I think that personalized gratitude, understanding the person is something that I've learned over many years is very important. What do you think about elements of leadership gratitude? Any that I missed or any that you would like to add color to that I just talked about? I think um, timeliness and personalization were important to me. And I think back about my early years as a manager and I would wait until the formal processes, you know, I would carefully document throughout the year and I'd wait till the formal process of the performance review and then compliment them, which I think people appreciated but it was too formal and it wasn't timely. It might have happened six months ago. They didn't know that I really appreciated what they did. And maybe I was even specific. So I do think timeliness and not really waiting for a formal opportunity, but just creating that opportunity is important. And you mentioned the personalization, which which we referenced earlier. Yeah, just just knowing, you know, knowing the team 
and understanding what would be most meaningful for them. For some people, it's an experience. It's going out to lunch. It's not necessarily something that's more public. You know, Tammy, the um, timeliness also, I think, makes it more sincere also. Because mm-hmm. if it if it's just happening every performance review time or every whatever, then it, it becomes the expected and it's not as not as interesting, right? right. Well, I mean, you know, it's but you know, when a major project ends, you know, when a big accomplishment happens, when there's a big new innovation, that doesn't necessarily happen on a calendar, right? right. So when it happens, you have to thank everyone. The one you also mentioned, Skip, was authentic. I really think people can see through when individuals are not being authentic with them. So yeah, you can go around saying thank you for this, thank you for that. But if you, when you say it, truly don't mean it and internalize it, the other person can feel that. And it feels fake and phony and it negates any good work that you're trying to do with that individual as a leader. It's probably worse than doing yeah, nothing, right? It's, yeah, it's just not good. Like <laughs> if you're going to say it, mean it mm-hmm. and have have conviction and passion behind it because it's important. It's good at least. It lands flat, I think, if you yeah. don't really think about that. Well, I want to just probe two other quick areas. One is I talk about this all the time, but people think leadership, they think it means the boss, it means CEO, it means the manager. But leadership is not positional. Leadership is personal. And I would like to talk about how everyone expressing leadership, it furthers their career, it does other things. And it doesn't matter. People are thinking it has to come from the top. In fact, it makes an enormous difference. And I'm speaking to everybody working in a company or an organization when you express gratitude to people who are in positional power. If you say, this really made a difference, not because you think, oh, when I'm CEO and I'm the boss, when I'm a vice president, I'm going to then do these things and express gratitude. And I'm going to tell people it's just it's not just part of your job. Why do you think it's not reversed? Why do you think that you should not be doing it? Because if you practice it now, you will develop that practice later. You should not be even thinking about positions or organizational lines or ownership. Just express it. Say, you know, I noticed you did this and I want to thank you for that. It made a meaningful difference. It doesn't make any difference what your position is. You can tap in to the leadership power of gratitude. You'll be happier. You'll have a better life. You'll have a better team. You'll have a better company. Everybody will just be so fabulous. You'll sleep well at night. You'll wake up. You'll be able to exercise. You'll be in great shape. I mean, it'll change your life. You'll be smarter. Your IQ will go up. I don't know. We can keep going on them. I don't know. It just makes people happier. So it's not positional, right? Gratitude is not a positional thing. And just like the little child Tammy mentioned, we teach them, what do you say? Say thank you. We should all be cognizant that all of us can express gratitude all year long, all day long in a much more powerful way. And as I learned early on, if you increase and express your gratitude five times more than you are, it is still not enough. I learned that from my mom who just effused gratitude in everything that she did. So what do you think and what do you make of that in terms of gratitude not being positional. I'm glad you brought that up because I had noted 360 degree gratefulness as a point to make. It's not just for people who report to you. I remember two examples. One, I had worked to plan an executive retreat for a team. And while we were on location, one of my Those peers- Those were the days, Tammy. <laughs> I know, when we could retreat. Oh my word. Can and meet retreat? in person. I'm Let's sorry. bring in palm trees uh, and meet in person. Yes, yes. 
patience, I guess. Um, focus, come back. Focus, yes, yeah, sorry. But I do remember a peer who brought, knew I drink tea and brought me a small gift acquired in that location of just some, you know, loose leaf tea, flavored teas, and said, hey, I just want to thank you for the extra effort to bring this retreat together. Now, she was a peer. She wasn't my boss. She didn't, you know, report to me. But it was, it really touched me, and I remembered it. I also think it's important for our partners. So when you're infusing this in an organization, you can be grateful to your customers. You can express gratefulness to partners. I've seen a tremendous set of examples around that. Even as a customer, I purchased clothing from this distributor, and they gave you a little you know, pocket purse made of some material that had been used in their clothing in the prior season. And you know, just we just want to give this to you as a gift. Thank you for being our customer. So when you do those things, you're creating a culture of gratefulness. It's not something that a leader has to start. I saw a great example of a, of a team doing it just in the last couple of weeks. We, we wrapped up a, a massive project and we were doing one of those, you know, retrospectives at the end. What went well? What would we do different next time? What did we learn from it? And it was kind of a, these post-it note sessions, virtual now, of course. And the team piled on saying, we need to clone this one team member. That's what we learned out of this. And back to your authentic, you know, way to do this, you know, obviously we're not really cloning him. That'd be great if we could, but it was a way for the team to show appreciation for an individual in the team that went above and beyond. It wasn't planned. It just happened in the meeting. And it was so great to see because that's when you know it's not positional. It is in the culture and it's just a, a fantastic team to be a part of. For me as an individual right now who does not lead a team of people, that's so powerful when it comes to the work I do with my client groups that I support is spending time and saying, thanks for stepping in there and helping me out. Or I know this is an ask that I'm having of you that you didn't have planned, and I just really appreciate you taking the time. It makes it okay for the next time or, as I tell them, you know, putting, putting money in my piggy bank and then having to withdraw it at some point when I need something or need help or support. Um, but you don't get to do that if you're not thankful and grateful for for their help in expressing that. And vice versa, when they thank you for mm -hmm. coming in and helping their team, it fuels you to do more, I think, for them if they mm -hmm. ever call on you. So gratitude as a team, you know, it's not just leader, it's not just individual, but gratitude as a team. How do you cultivate in the whole team? Drew's mentioning a little bit about that team thing. One of the things I like to do at a retreat is to go around and say, let's talk about some great qualities of this person. I mean, go around and do that. It's a positive way where people can express positive things, but it's also a session where that person can feel, wow, people are grateful for my presence. What are some ways that teams can practice gratitude across the whole team? Is that something that is a deliberate practice? I think it is. One thing that we do organizationally, and it happens in teams too, is called the You Rock, where team members can give another team member either a thank you card, a small gift card, something else that's tangible that says thank you. You can reach across lines if you're in a multifunctional team. It doesn't have to be in your normal functional team. I've been in other organizations where we called it applause. And, and you know, programs like that give people both permission and expectation. So it permits them to do something, and it creates an expectation that this is a place where we want to demonstrate gratefulness and thankfulness to each other. Really very powerful. Gratitude. I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to be here talking about gratitude, and this is the season of gratitude. I think people think of it in seasons, but it's really something that we need to make a daily practice. If you make gratitude a daily practice in your individual behavior, 
in your team behavior, in your organizational culture, I assure you that you will be happier and have a better life. And it is one way that you can aim higher. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to Aim Higher with Skip Pritchard. Check out skippritchard.com for more episodes, interviews, book reviews, and leadership insights. And if you like what you hear, please rate us in iTunes. Until next time, remember, don't settle for the mediocre. Always aim higher.